Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teachaluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. And this is part three of this sort of mini-series that I'm doing all about jokes. In the previous two episodes, we considered how and when you should tell jokes, uh, some typical joke structures, and what makes jokes funny or unfunny. And I'm going through a list of jokes for you to hear and learn from, okay? So uh, it's not just about jokes. There's also lots of language to be learned from jokes too. So let's carry on. And before I go back into my list of sort of dodgy jokes, uh, let's just um, let's consider the psychology of jokes or the psychology of puns. And uh, I think it's quite interesting. Uh, here's a question. Why do we tell jokes? Um, now, I've, I've kind of answered that already, but let's go a little bit deeper. Is it all just fun? Is it all just for fun? Or is there something deeper and more psychological going on here? Let's listen to another clip. Uh, the clip I'm going to play to you now is from uh, Tim Vine's DVD called So I Said to This Bloke, which is uh, an extra from his DVD. Uh, and, and this is a, a, an extract from an interview that he did about the psychology of puns. Remember, a pun is a word joke. Uh, so Tim Vine, remember him? He's the guy who won the joke of the year several times for his jokes. One of them was conjunctivitis.com. Now, there's a site for sore eyes. That's one of the ones he won uh, the joke of the year for. Uh, a joke that you probably don't find funny, but um, you know many other people did. So Tim Vine in this clip is talking to a psychologist called Ingrid Collins about why we like puns. And you should remember that Tim Vine is, is one of the country's most well-known uh, comedians and he's a, a compulsive writer of jokes. So listen to him talking to Ingrid Collins, a psychologist, about why we like telling jokes. So I've got, uh, I've got three questions uh, for you to consider just before we start listening. So the first question is, why do we tell puns? Why do people tell jokes or puns? And there are two reasons given. The second question is, uh, what's the condition that uh, the psychologist mentioned? She, she mentioned a psychological condition. What's the condition and what is it? And the third question is, why did the audience laugh a couple of times. Why did the audience laugh a couple of times? Um, all right, then. So let's listen to this now. Here we go. My name is Ingrid Collins, and I'm a consultant psychologist. People use puns for the sheer joy of surprise, um, the joy of silliness, the joy of showing up our language um, in all its light and shade. Um, but also, you know, puns can be used by people who want to avoid uh, normal conversation. Why would they want to avoid normal conversation? 
Well, there may be things in normal conversation that they don't want to address. There may be emotional issues. There may be um, a fear of, of intimacy. When it becomes uh, extreme, then we start talking about a condition called paranomasia. And um, a person who compulsively puns becomes called a paranomasiac. Right, as opposed to someone who likes parachutes and strange patterns as a paranomosaic. Yes. <laughs> and if I say, if I say, for example, uh, Black Beauty, he's a dark horse, um, <laughs> am I actually saying, don't come too close, I'm afraid of love? Well, that is a very coded message, but yes. Okay. So that was a short little clip, as I said. Now, the questions. Uh, why do we tell puns? According to the psychologist, uh, she's a psychologist or psychiatrist? Uh, psychologist, okay. Uh, she said that we tell puns, you know, word jokes, the kind of jokes that Tim Vine specialises in. We tell these sorts of jokes for two reasons. One is just for the sheer joy of surprise or silliness and the joy of showing up our language in all its light and shade. You know, in that sense, we're talking about, you know, shades of grey, you know, the the different uh, shades of meaning, uh, some of which is a bit ambiguous. So it's just the joy of showing up the ambiguities of language and the, the joy of silliness and surprise. Secondly, people use puns because they want to avoid talking about more serious things. For example, in conversations, if people don't want to have to deal with emotional issues or a fear of intimacy in conversations, they will sort of like use jokes as a barrier to to talking about more serious things. Um, And when this gets extreme, uh, when people can't stop doing it, uh, it leads to a condition. And um, uh, Ingrid Collins mentioned the condition. It's called paranomasia. Paranomasia. And a person who suffers from it is called a paranomasiac, which I'd never heard of before. It's the first time I'd ever heard of it. So it's not like it's a well-known, very common thing or anything. First time I'd ever heard of it. Um, And uh, the audience laughs a couple of times because, of course, Tim Vine manages to make a couple of jokes. And the first one is is a, a, you know, uh, a joke about the word paranomasiac. And he says, so... A paranomasiac, as opposed to someone who likes parachutes and strange patterns, a, a paranomosaic. Okay, so he's making a joke about paranomasiac and paranomosaic. I think this is quite an interesting and ironic moment. So paranomosaic, para from parachute, mosaic is a pattern. So he says, so a paranomasiac, as opposed to someone who likes parachutes and strange patterns, which is a paranomosaic. So paranomosaic is obviously a made-up word by Tim Vine, and it's just a joke, a pun, which he came up with on the spot, which is quite clever, but it's also ironic, because obviously the psychologist is not impressed, and the psychologist just says, yes. And in fact, we sense that maybe this psychologist is probably judging him and could even consider him to have paranomasia. He also then mentions another joke and he says, black beauty, he's a dark horse. So a dark horse, that's a a phrase that we use in English. If you're a dark horse, it means that you're someone who has um, hidden qualities or there are things about a person that you didn't realise. So, for example, if you learn that someone... um, 
if you learn that a friend of yours has given birth to three kids on three different continents and you never realise that they got married once in Singapore and uh, they've got like, you know, three kids in, in uh, one in Singapore, one in Burma and the other one in, uh, you know, uh, Tanzania or something. And you go, you didn't realise you had all these kids. You kept that secret. You're a dark horse, aren't you? So a dark horse is like someone who has hidden aspects of their life that only become re- revealed sort of later. And you go, well, I didn't realise that about you. You're a dark horse. Uh, and Black Beauty, Black Beauty is a, is, is a famous black horse. There's like children's stories about this horse and a, a couple of movies about Black Beauty as well. So Black Beauty, he's a dark horse because he's literally a dark horse. He's literally a black horse. Okay. Um, Right, let's move on to round two in the joke-telling thing, the joke-telling situation. I've got another 10 jokes for you. In the last episode, um, basically I set up this thing where uh, I'm going to tell you 10 jokes in a row, and I want you to see how many of these jokes you can can understand. How many of them do you get? Okay, so count the the number of jokes that you get. Let's see if you can get a better score than you did on the last round. Okay, are you ready? Here comes the next joke. Here it is. Okay, so what do you call a Saudi Arabian dairy farmer? What do you call a Saudi Arabian dairy farmer? A milkshake. Next one. Why can't ants go to church? I think you may have heard this on the podcast before. But anyway, why can't ants go to church? Or why are ants not allowed to go to church? Why? Because they're insects. They're insects. Ants can't go to church because they're insects. Yes. Number 13. A man walks into a bar with a piece of tarmac. Tarmac is the surface of a road. A man walks into a bar with a piece of tarmac under one arm, and he says, I'll have a drink, please, and another one for the road. Uh, Next one. Two fish are in a tank, and one of them says, how do you drive this thing? Next one. Why did the scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? Because he was outstanding in his field. All right, try not to laugh too much, okay? I know it's difficult to keep control, but just, you know, don't embarrass yourself in public or anything like that. Just, you know, keep it under control. I know these are hilariously funny, and you just can't stop yourself from laughing, but just try and keep it under control. Next joke. A policeman... uh, This is a longer one, okay? A policeman was standing by the side of a road watching traffic. You know, that's what policemen do sometimes. And suddenly he saw a bus drive past, and the bus was full of penguins. So he stopped it. He stopped the bus. And he said to the driver, why is your bus full of penguins? What's going on? And the driver said, well, I, I've, to be honest, I've found them all. I found all of these penguins by the side of the road. I think they must have escaped, uh, said the driver. And so the police officer said, well, look, you know, take them to the zoo. Okay? That's what the policeman said. And, and so the driver said, all right, okay, I will. I'll take them to the zoo. And he drove off. <sighs> A couple of hours later, the policeman's still standing by the side of the road and he sees the bus again. And it's still full of penguins. But now they're all eating ice creams. All the penguins are there and they've all got ice creams. And the policeman thinks, what's going on? And he stopped the bus again and said to the driver, Oi, I thought I told you to take these penguins to the zoo. And the driver said, I did take them to the zoo. 
And now we're going to the swimming pool. That's the end of the joke. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm deeply sorry. Uh, Next, why don't cannibals eat clowns? Why don't cannibals eat clowns? It's because they taste funny. Yeah. There's another way of telling that joke. You could say two cannibals are eating a clown and one of them turns to the other one and says, does this taste funny to you? Next one is this. A man walking down the street sees another man with a very big dog. And the one man says to the other, does your dog bite? And the man replies, no, my my dog doesn't bite. So the man like pats the dog on the head and the dog bites his hand off. The man says, oh, I thought you said your dog didn't bite. And the other man says, yeah, that's not my dog. Hilarious. Number number 19 is in a, in a list, in the list. Here it is. Um, so why do Marxists like to drink fruit infusions? Why do Marxists like to drink fruit infusions? Why? Because all property is theft. Because all property is theft. And finally, in this list, um, in this round, here we have this final joke. What is E.T. short for? What's E.T. short for? It's just because he's got little legs. (laughs) Okay, I'm imagining people all around the world going, "Uh, what? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know why you're Cockney suddenly. I don't get it. I don't. Maybe you get some of those jokes. Maybe you don't. I imagine that a, a lot of you are scratching your head, confused and disappointed. But it's all right, okay? I promise it's okay. Let's go through the jokes and, expl- and I'll explain them. So the first one was, what do you call a Saudi Arabian dairy farmer? The answer, a milkshake. Well, um, um, a dairy farmer, dairy, dairy products. That's all the products that are produced from, from cow's milk. You know, milk, cheese, uh, what else? Cream. Um, these are all dairy products. Dairy. So um, Saudi Arabian, we know like a Saudi Arabian prince would be called a sheikh, you know, a Saudi Arabian sheikh and like an oil sheikh is like a, a sort of a, a powerful Saudi Arabian man who owns lots of oil fields, an oil sheikh. Well, in this case, uh, it's a milkshake because he, he doesn't own an oil field, he owns a dairy farm. He's a milkshake. Yes. Okay, next one is, uh, why can't ants go to church? Why are ants not allowed to go to church? Ants, of course, are those tiny little black insects, six legs. They, they live in big holes in the ground, and sometimes they come out and they walk around in lines. They're very strong for their size. Uh, ants, okay? Ants, they walk around in lines, insects. So why can't ants go to church? Because they're insects. A sect. So this is this is really where the joke is. It's the word sect. If you're a, a sect is like a cult. I've talked about them on Luke's English podcast. It sometimes it feels like Luke's English podcast is a bit of a cult or a sect. I've got like these you know followers who will do everything I, I tell them to do. Well, they don't really. They don't always do what I tell them to do. It's a very uh, low functioning sect. Anyway, a sect is like a a small religious cult. Okay. Um, a small religious group. Obviously, if you're a part of a sect, then you, you can't go to a church because obviously you'd believe in a different faith. So uh, th- that's a sect. But also insects. Insects. They're insects and they're also insects. 
That's why they can't go to church because they're insects. Church is for humans, isn't it? It's not for it's not for insects. So not only is the reason that they can't go because they're they're not human, but also because they are members of religious cults. The only problem is with that joke is that ants don't belong to religious sects, do they? No, they don't. But anyway, it's just a joke. Why can't ants go to church? Because they're insects. Number 13, uh, unlucky for some, a man walks into a bar with a piece of tarmac under one arm and he says, I'll have a drink, please, and another one for the road. Okay, first of all, tarmac, uh, a road surface that... What's the the surface of a road? It's black and it's made of uh, grit and and some some black oil and it it's like the surface that you put on a road. We call that surface tarmac. Okay, it's a it's a mixture of tar and mac. I don't know what mac is. No, it's a mixture of tar and bits of stone and stuff, and it forms the smooth surface of a road. We call it tarmac. So a man walks into a bar with a piece of tarmac under his arm. It's it's just a ridiculous joke. It's a ridiculous situation. Just go with it, okay? All will be explained by the punchline. And he says, I'll have a drink, please, and another one for the road. So if you have another one for the road, that means I'll have a final drink before I go home. So one for the road means a drink, uh, a final drink before you leave. And it's it's like a, a, a drink to, to help you deal with the walk home. Okay, just I'll have one for the road. Go on, just have one more. One for the road. It means one more for the, you know, just to warm you up for the journey home, I imagine. Uh, And in this case, he says, I'll have a drink, please, and another one for the road. Like literally a drink for the road because he's got some tarmac and he wants to give the tarmac some drink. Yes. Okay. I I mean, what I always find with jokes when I explain jokes is that people think that they've understood but they they still haven't quite understood. So don't assume that you've understood. Just think about it a bit more carefully. You you still might be missing something. Don't you know? There's there is always something funny there. It's not just because it's a crazy situation. There is a double meaning in there somewhere. So look for the double meanings of words. There is a crazy situation, but there's also a double meaning. And if you don't see the double meaning, you're missing something. Okay. So next is uh, two fish in a tank. And one of them says, how do you drive this thing? How do you drive this thing? A tank. That's the that's the key word with a double meaning. You've got a fish tank. That's a glass box that you put water in and you keep fish inside. You call it a tank, a fish tank. Okay. Um, also, another word, the, the other meaning of the word tank is, you know, a large machine, a vehicle that's used in, in war. Uh, you know, a huge metal thing. <laughs> with a rocket uh, a rocket with a, a big gun on the top that's a tank okay uh, so two fish are in a tank and one of them says how do you drive this thing right so it's you know it's a surprise isn't it it's a surprise you think it's two fish in a glass fish tank no it's two fish in a military tank Yes. Okay. Uh, Next one. Why did the scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? I really like this joke, I have to say. Why did the scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? Because he was outstanding in his field. So a scarecrow, what's that? Scarecrow is one of those, uh, if you're a farmer, you might put a scarecrow in a field to make sure that birds don't come down and eat all of the seeds that you've planted. So you put like a scarecrow, you use an old, uh, some old clothes, you fill the clothes with straw and you put a hat on it and it stands there and, it, and, and birds don't land on the field. A scarecrow. 
Um, the Nobel Prize obviously is a, a you know a very very uh, well respected prize for scientific uh, uh, inventions and, and achievements. Uh, the Nobel Prize, okay. Um, why did the Scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? Because he was outstanding in his field. So outstanding also has a double. So outstanding has a double meaning. Outstanding can mean like literally standing outside. He was out standing in his field. So literally outside standing. Um, but also outstanding means excellent, better than the others. You know, that was an absolutely outstanding performance, meaning that was better than everyone else's. That was excellent. Okay. And also in his field has a double meaning too. So this is the reason why I like this joke. It's got two double meanings in it. Outstanding and in his field. So in his field can mean literally in a field, in a, in a farm. But in your field can also mean in your area of expertise. For example, in your scientific field, it could be astrophysics. Uh, that's a scientific field. So if you're excellent in your scientific field, you could be outstanding in your field. Uh, so I like this joke because of the, dub the two double meanings, but also I like the story, the imagining this lonely scarecrow sort of standing in a field for, for days and days on end. And he's so good at being a scarecrow that ultimately he wins the Nobel Prize for being a scarecrow because he was outstanding in his field. Mm. I like that. You see, it's sort of, it, it's a story. It makes sense. Unlike the Unlike the other one, which, you know, why do ants go to, why can't ants go to church? Because they're insects. Well, they are insects, but it, the other meaning doesn't quite work because they're not in religious sects. But in this case, why did the scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? It works both ways because he was outstanding in his field and he was also excellent at what he was doing. You see what I mean? That's for me, that's a really good joke because it, it's complete. Um, okay, so the next one was the, the thing about the penguins. And the point there is that, so the, the police officer saw the bus full of penguins and he said, take them to the zoo, meaning, you know, take them back to the zoo and leave them there because they've obviously escaped from the zoo. You need to take them to the zoo so that they can keep them there. Uh, but the bus, but what happens is the bus driver comes back a couple of hours later and the, the penguins are all there and they've got ice creams and they're having a good time. And, uh, so what's actually happened is that the bus driver took them to the zoo and we imagine now him literally taking them around the zoo like they're tourists. So they're walking around the zoo, they've got ice creams, they're looking at the animals, oh, this is a nice day at the zoo. And then after that, the, the, the bus driver decides to take them to the swimming pool. So it's like a nice day out for the penguins. So the bus driver has misunderstood what the police officer said. Take them to the zoo. He thought, oh, I'll take them around the zoo. And I like that as well, because you can imagine this, the story that the bus driver misunderstands. Oh, the policeman told me to take them to these penguins to the zoo. So let's go to the zoo, everyone. OK. And then, you know, the, the penguins all have to pay to get into the zoo. And then, you know, maybe the bus driver pays for the penguins and he buys them all ice creams and they walk around looking at the monkeys and stuff. And then at the end, that he, you know, the bus driver's like, oh, we had such a great time. What should we do now? Who wants to go to the swimming pool? And all the penguins are like, <coughs> right. Um, yeah. Do you get it? Do you get it? All right. Next one was um, uh, two cannibals are eating a clown and one turns to the other one and says, does this taste funny to you? OK, so you know what cannibals are? These are people who eat people. Cannibals. A uh, clown, obviously, a clown is a uh, an entertainer. He's got a red nose. 
you know, ridiculous, you know, children's entertainer, quite scary. They, they, they work in a circus. That's a clown, okay? Why, do, why don't cannibals eat clowns? Because they taste funny. So taste funny. Funny here means two things. Funny can mean strange. Funny can also mean it makes you laugh. That's the key thing. So does this taste a bit funny to you? Means does this food taste a bit strange? Is there something weird about the taste? Maybe it's off. And also funny means it makes you laugh. So does this does this taste funny to you? Okay, well, of course it tastes funny because it's a clown and apparently clowns are funny. Uh, all right. Next one was about the man with the dog. It's not a very good joke, is it, This the, the man with the dog? Does your dog bite? And the man goes, no, my dog doesn't bite. And then the dog bites his hand off. And he says, I thought you said your dog didn't bite. And the other man says, yes, I did, but that's not my dog. Uh, that's pretty easy to understand. Why do Marxists like to drink fruit infusions? Because all property is theft. This is a slightly more intelligent joke, you might say. A Marxist... It's obviously someone who follows the the the, the writings of Karl Marx, um, and uh, so a fruit infusion. It's like an alternative to tea, isn't it? You know, you get these like you could get ginger and lemon. It's like you know a mixture of lemon with ginger, and and it's like a fruit tea. It's an alternative to normal tea. A fruit infusion. To infuse something is to like you know uh, mix the, uh, the 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 fruit uh, or the tea into the water and that's an infusion. Um, uh, why don't Marxists drink? Why do why do Marxists like to drink fruit fruit infusions? Because all property is theft. Now you have to know about Mar- what Karl Marx wrote, and he wrote that property is theft, which is a communist idea. Uh, the idea that no one should have private ownership of any items or assets in fact all property is theft and that in fact uh, uh, everyone should have uh, shared ownership of everything and there's you know the, the, it's quite an extreme communist idea that uh, you know um, we should all share everything and if you try to own something privately it's like th- stealing it from the community so all property is theft is a standard phrase that we associate with communism or maybe marxism so all and but also it, it, it's there's a double meaning all proper tea proper tea that means real tea actual tea not just a fruit infusion but genuine tea proper tea all property is theft it's not that great i mean it's kind of clever because it's about marxism if you if you understand the you know the writings of Marx or the theories of communism, then you you might find you might enjoy that. But it's it doesn't work on both levels really. All property is theft. Yeah, okay. Theft obviously means stealing. Mm-hmm. Why don't why do Marxists like to drink fruit infusions? Because all property is theft. Um. Okay, what did I tell you before about, you know, you you probably not finding these things funny. And as I've said many times before, um, uh, uh, you know, dissecting a joke, investigating, explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. You might learn a few things, but the frog dies in the process. So by explaining these jokes, the jokes are dying before your very eyes, uh, which is the exact opposite of what you should do. You should never explain a joke because it kills the joke. But, you know, I like to break the rules here at Luke's English Podcast. The last joke was, what's E.T. short for? Well, it's because he's got little legs. Um, so if you say, what is, 
let's say, for example, what is BBC short for? Meaning, what does BBC stand for? It's an abbreviation of something. BBC is short for British Broadcasting Corporation. What's ET short for? ET is short for extraterrestrial. So we're talking about ET from the movie ET, the Steven Spielberg film ET. You know, ET phone home. That ET, the alien from the movie. What's ET short for? Well, see, this sentence has two meanings. It could mean what's what do the letters ET stand for? And it stands for extraterrestrial. But also what's ET short for? means why is et short you know you could say what did you say that for which means why did you say that what did you do that for means why did you do that um what's et short for means you know why is et short and the answer because he's got little legs so what's et short for you expect us to say it's it's short for extraterrestrial but then suddenly the punchline reveals uh, the other meaning of the question um, and it goes like this. What's E.T. short for? Well, because he's got little legs. That's why he's short. Okay, uh, there you go. It's, it's a, a, a reveal, that one. It's, it's a reveal. The, the answer reveals the other meaning of the question, and, that, and therein lies the incredible humour that you, I'm sure, enjoyed there. Let's come back to what? What are we going to come back to here at this point? Um, I, th- I was thinking of, of playing you another interview with Tim Vine, uh, the guy who won the award for the for the best joke of the year. But actually, I think that just for a bit of variety, I'm now going to play you that recording of my brother and me when we were little kids. So I, I think I mentioned this at the end of uh, the previous episode of the podcast. So when I, was a, when I was a little kid, when my brother and I were children, um, my, every now and then my mum and dad would take out the tape recorder and they would record us. They used to do that because they liked to keep a record of us at different ages. We've got like recordings of, of, of my brother as a baby crying. They've got uh, recordings of, of uh, the two of, you know, two of us when we're just learning how to speak. And then um, a recording which probably was recorded in about 1983, 1984 on an old cassette player and uh, in this one we're telling jokes um it's i wonder if it's worth telling the jokes that that uh, you you're going to hear so there are a couple of jokes that you're going to know uh, and a couple of other jokes that i was obsessed with so one of the jokes is is this why did the fly fly why did the fly fly okay now, already there's a joke there. A fly is the insect that flies around and it's very annoying. Why did the fly fly? You know, it's like, why did the man walk? Why, in this case, why did the fly fly? The answer, because the spider, spider. Which is actually, I quite like that joke still. I liked it then when I was five or six years old. I still like it now. Because the spider spied her. So a spider, we know. But it's also a verb, isn't it? The spider spied her. To spy someone is to, like, watch someone, isn't it? You know, like James Bond is a spy. To spy, normally it's to spy on someone. But in this case, the, you know, the spider, spider. The spider spied her. The spider was looking at her. So why did the fly fly? Because the spider spied her. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, and there are some others as well, but I'll, I'll just let you hear them. Here we go. This is, let's go back in time to the early 1980s. You're going to hear my brother and me. Uh, I'll let you decide which one is which, but I think it's clear that who's, who's who. You're also going to, you're also going to hear my mum. Um, and, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Do you understand the jokes we, we tell and, uh, uh, I'll, I'll let you decide how, how you feel about listening to uh, this very, very early archive uh, recording of Luke's English podcast from 1983. Here we go. Uh, uh, um, I don't know. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Who's there? Well, Doctor. Doctor Who. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's Zulu. Yeah, think of a proper one. It could say, what? I could say, why did, why did the fly fly? No, I was I don't know, why did the fly fly, Luke? Because it couldn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the spider spider. Why did the spider fly? <laughs> <laughs> Think of another one. Why the spider spider? Don't know, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that, Mum. I wouldn't say that. Well, you've just said it. Think of another one. Why did the fly fly? Don't know. Why did the fly fly? Because it was flying. Oh, I see. James, James, have you got the one you want to say? I want to do... What's black and white? Why did the fly fly? What's, say it again. What's black and white? Don't know. A newspaper in the bin. Why in the bin? Because it's been read. Oh, I see. Read it, it's been read. Uh-huh. Very good. Mine. All right. Exactly. You do it then. Why did the fly fly? I don't know. Because it was flying. <laughs> what about that joke you just told me? All right, then. Black and white. No, not that one, you burk. The one you told me before, the one you said you saw. Oh, I know, the one about the Doctor Doctor. No, Luke said that one. No, Doctor Doctor, I feel like a. Oh, yeah. Doctor Doctor, I feel like a pack of cards. I say the other bit. No, you say it. Sit down and I'll deal with you later. Oh, not that old one again. <laughs> Give another one. Oh, you, oh, you know some more knock knock cat. ones? Mo- the cat in the motorway. Go on then. Knock knock. Who's there? Cat. Cat who? Cat on the motorway. Think about that one about cows. Cows go, you know, you do it. Oh, yeah, I do. Little bit. Cows. No. Knock knock. Who's there? Cows go. Cows go who? Cows don't go who. They go n- moo. <laughs> Very good, Luke. <laughs> right, Jim, you've got one now then. What did the cat do when it got to the motorway? I don't know. What did the cat do when it got to the motorway? Meow. Very good. Now what can you do? I'll tell you what you can do now. Turn it on. Tell you what you can do now. 
You can go upstairs. Get your clothes off and get into your jammies. And then can we hear can You can hear it before that. Okay, I'll turn off now. You can hear it and then you must go and get your jams on, right? Yes. Is it a deal? I can hear it now. Yes. And then what happens? Then you go out and have your jars on. Oh. Right? I'm going to hear it now. Yes. Oh. Right? Yes. You talk. Right. All right, then. So, God, what chaos. (laughs) What chaos. And uh, uh, I wonder what you thought of that. So you heard us sort of telling a few jokes there. I mean, I was probably a bit too young, really, to be able to tell the jokes properly. As you noticed, I kept sort of getting them wrong, uh, messing them up. Uh, we got, why did the fly fly? I've already done that one. Uh, my brother told this one, Doctor, Doctor, I feel like a pack of cards. And the doctor says, sit down and I'll deal with you later. I'll deal with you later. So, if, you know, if you when you play a game of cards, you start by dealing the cards, don't you? You know, one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, and so on. You deal the cards. Uh, so sit down and I'll deal with you later. Okay. Uh, I feel like a pack of cards. Sit down, I'll deal with you later. You also got knock, knock, who's there? Cows go. Cows go who? Cows go moo, not who. Uh, that was me, but I, I messed up the punchline. Um, uh, what did the cat do when it got to the motorway? It went meow. Because obviously cats go meow in English. And also the sound of a car going along the motorway. Meow. is like that. So what did the cat do when it got to the motorway? Meow. Yeah. And then you heard my mum uh, telling us to go upstairs and get our jamas on. That wasn't a joke. Um to get your jamas on just means get your pajamas on. Pajamas, you know, these are clothes that you wear when you go to bed. So my mum was like persuading us to go upstairs and get get our jamas on. She made a deal with us. She was like, first of all, I think she she started by saying, go upstairs and get your jamas on, and then you can listen to it. And then she she sort of uh, uh, made a compromise and said, no, you can listen to it first, and then you can get your jamas on. Get your jamas on. Get your pajamas on. Yeah, a little blast from the past there on Luke's English podcast. Uh, yeah, that was that was an exclusive, wasn't it? Um, all right then. So it's quite interesting, the subject of kids telling jokes, actually. Kids telling jokes because they, they, they sort of often, uh, they sort of don't really understand how to tell jokes. They kind of get the mechanics of the jokes wrong. Um, I think what we're going to do is um, we're going to consider... Okay, we're going to listen to something before we listen to some more jokes. Um, This is Louis C.K., who obviously I've mentioned before on the podcast, is a well-known stand-up comic, celebrated stand-up comedian. Um, And here's Louis C.K. talking about a joke which was written by his daughter. And the point here is that... um, Louis C.K. loves his daughter's joke because it's unexpected and because he can imagine the situation. Uh, It's a funny situation with no explanatory punchline. You know, normally jokes have a contrived setup and then a punchline that explains it. Uh, So, you know, normally this kind of joke has a contrived opening because it's leading to a punchline with a double meaning. But his daughter's joke just has a contrived setup, but with no punchline. In fact, the punchline is just sort of it just makes sense. Uh, it's just normal. So there's no actual joke, which for someone who's heard so many jokes before is actually quite surprising and more satisfying. So I'll let Louis C.K. explain this. You can see this video on the web page. My kids, I love my kids. My daughter told me a joke the other day and uh, she tells great jokes. 
Um, they're not they're they're not like anybody else's jokes. That's why I like them. I've been doing comedy for 25 years. I know every joke, even if I haven't heard it. You start telling me a joke, I know I know how it's going to work. But her jokes, I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I have no idea. This is the joke she told me the day. She said, uh, "Who didn't let the gorilla <laughs> into the ballet? Who?" didn't let the gorilla into the ballet. Already I love this joke. I love this joke. I have not heard this joke. This is a new joke for me. Who didn't let the gorilla into the ballet? And I said, who? And she said, just the people who were in charge of that decision. Just the folks who make that assessment. They, uh, their judgment was that it was, uh, was a good idea to let him in. I love this joke because I know, I picture it. I tell whole stories in my head of people going into a ballet theater and the gorilla's just trying to text and not make eye contact. Just kind of, just trying to go in the school. <laughs> Somebody in the day, no, 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 you, no, no. Well, yeah, you. Yes, the gorilla. I'm talking to the gorilla. Why not, man? Because you're a gorilla. I don't even have to say anything. Don't I get any credit for talking and wanting to go to a ballet? Doesn't that buy me any credibility? No, man, it's a long show. It's three hours. You're not going to... I'm telling you, you're not going to make it. You're okay now, but... Halfway through, you're going to start pounding on people. And that's just the way you guys are, man. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to get burned like that again. Gorilla kills everybody at the ballet once. Shame on the gorilla. Okay. Louis C.K. talking about his daughter's joke. Okay, let's carry on. We're going to move on to round three of the uh, the joke telling, the joke list. Okay, so here we go. Here's another 10 jokes. How many of them do you get? Let's see. Can you improve on the previous round? Um, so we'll start with the first one in, in round three, which is actually joke number 21. Here it is. Did you hear about the ice cream man? Did you hear about the ice cream man? He was found dead in his ice cream van, covered in chocolate sauce and, and uh, bits of hazelnut. The police said that he'd topped himself. Uh, number 22. What lies on the bottom of the ocean and shakes? It's a nervous wreck. Uh, 23. Uh, what did the grape say? What did the grape say when the elephant trod on it? Uh, nothing. It, it just gave a little whine. <laughs> uh, number 24. A man walks into a bar and is about to order a drink when he notices the artist Van Gogh playing a fruit machine. Like just the, the artist Van Gogh is over there in the corner and he says to him, Hey, Van Gogh, do you want a drink? And Van Gogh replies, No, thanks. I've got one ear. Uh, number 25. There were two cows in a field and the one said, Moo. And the other one said, oh, I was going to say that. Number 26. Um, uh, doctor, doctor. I keep hearing... The green, green grass of home in my head. By the way, the green, grease, the green, green grass of home is a song, a famous song by the singer Tom Jones, okay? Um, doctor, doctor, I keep hearing the green, green grass of home in my head. The doctor said, 
yeah, that's called, uh, that's, that's well known. That's called Tom Jones syndrome. And the patient said, is it common? And the doctor said, well, it's not unusual. It's not unusual. Number 27, two aerials, you know, aerials, metal things that you use to get TV and radio signals. Two aerials met on a roof. They fell in love and they got married. The ceremony was rubbish, but the reception was brilliant. Number 28, a horse walks into a bar. A horse walks into a bar and the bartender says, why the long face? Number 29, a bear walks into a bar. He goes up to the barman and he says, "Um, can I have a pint of beer and... and a packet of crisps? And the barman says, yes, you can, but why the big paws? Uh And finally, a Buddhist monk, a Buddhist monk walks up to a hot dog vendor to buy a hot dog and he says... "Um, I'd like you to make me one with everything. I'd like you to make me one with everything. Okay, then. Let's have a look at those jokes. So, did you hear about the ice cream man? He was found dead in his ice cream van, covered in chocolate sauce and pieces of nut, pieces of hazelnut. The police said that he had topped himself. So, the the, the expression here is to top yourself. So, uh... Top yourself can mean to commit suicide. It's a, uh, a, a colloquial expression meaning to commit suicide. He's topped himself. Um, but also to top something, if you know, you would top an ice cream with chocolate and nuts. So it's topped with chocolate, chocolate and nuts. So an ice cream man would top an ice cream. He's topped it with chocolate and nuts. But if you top yourself, it, it could mean that he covered himself in chocolate and pieces of hazelnut. Uh, but it also could mean that he killed himself. He's topped himself. Yeah, he was covered in chocolate sauce and pieces of hazelnut. He topped himself. What lies on the bottom of the ocean and shakes a nervous wreck? So this is the a, a double meaning of the word. Well, it's the, the phrase a nervous wreck. If you're very nervous, if you're shaking, like if you've got a big exam or a job interview, you're shaking, you're really nervous. You can say, oh, my God, I'm a, I'm a nervous wreck. A wreck is a is something that's that, that's broken, you know, something that's uh, a total a total disaster, something that's completely broken. Um, it also means a shipwreck, a wrecked ship. So that's, you know, an old ship that's lying at the bottom of the ocean. Um, uh, wrecked, you know, like a, a ship that's sunk. Like the Titanic is a wreck. Uh, but a nervous wreck is someone who is completely uh, stressed out and nervous. Look, you, you look like a nervous wreck. Look, sit down, have a glass of water. You need to relax. Okay. So in this case, what lies on the bottom of the ocean and shakes? Well, it's a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 23, what did the grape say when the elephant trod on it? I mean, what did the grape say when the elephant stepped on it? Uh, the grape said nothing. It just gave a little wine. So a wine that's got several meanings, to give a little wine could mean like that. That's a wine. It's that noise. Okay, you'd make a wine if, uh, let's say, someone stepped on your foot and you don't want to scream. You could go, ah! That's to scream, but to whine is like, like that, make that noise. But also to give a little wine means to produce a little bit of wine, the drink. So what did the grape say when the elephant stepped on it? Nothing. It just gave a little wine. (laughs) I I do find that one funny. Uh, Number 24, a man walks into a bar and he sees Van Gogh, the artist, 
in the corner. And he says to him, hey, Van Gogh, do you want a drink? And Van Gogh replies, no, thanks. I've got one here. <laughs> I've, got <laughs> I've got one here means I've got one here. But also it means I've got one ear. Like, because, you know, famously Van Gogh cut off one of his ears, didn't he? And he posted it to, his, to the woman he loved. What a thing to receive in the post. Imagine, oh, well, how sweet he sent me his ear. Lovely, he's so romantic. Um, so, uh, no thanks, I've got one ear. I've got one here, I've got a drink here, but also it means I've got one ear. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense really, but it's, I like it. I like it, it's funny. Do you get it? No thanks, I've got one ear. Like famously, famously Van Gogh had one ear, but also in this case, he had one here. He had a drink here already. <sighs> Two cows in a field. One said moo and the other one said, oh, I was going to say that. Obviously, it's ridiculous that another cow, the cows only ever say moo. So it's ridiculous that another cow would say, hey, I was going to say moo. Um, yeah, can't explain that one better than that. Uh, Tom Jones syndrome. It's not unusual. It's, it's a song. It's a famous song by Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Okay. Um, you know that. Don't, 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 don't. It's not unusual to be... You know the song. You don't need me to destroy it. Um, famous. It, it, guaranteed to work at a party, that song. Put that song on. It just lifts the mood. It's brilliant. Anyway, everyone knows It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones. So this person has gone to the doctor. I've got the green, green grass of home, which is another song by Tom Jones. I've got the green, green grass of home in my head, doctor. What am I going to do? And the doctor says, oh, well, that's a well-known thing. That's called Tom Jones syndrome. Is it common? Is it common? Well, it's not unusual. Hey, come on. Number 27, two aerials met on a roof. An aerial, as I said, it's a metal thing, which you stick on the roof and it helps you to get television reception or to get uh, a radio reception in your house, an aerial. Reception means uh, signal, you know, like if you're on your phone and the phone cuts off and you go, oh, I've got no reception because I'm underground or I'm in a tunnel, so I've got no reception. It means uh, signal to, to use a telephone or television or internet. Okay, reception. But also reception means something else. Reception is a, uh, a party that you have after a wedding. You have the wedding ceremony and then you have the wedding reception. Okay, so uh, two aerials met on a roof. They fell in love and they got married. The ceremony was rubbish. It was boring. But the reception was brilliant. The reception was brilliant because obviously there were two aerials. So the reception was okay. A horse walks into a bar and the barman says, why the long face? Now, why the long face means if you see someone who looks depressed, like all sad and depressed, maybe someone who's walked into a bar. You know, people go to the bar when they're feeling depressed and they have a drink and they're all sad. So uh, the, why the long face? It's the kind of thing that a barman might say to a regular who's come into the bar and they're like, why the long face? Meaning, you know, you look depressed. What's the matter? But in this case, it's a horse that's walked into a bar. And we know very well that horses have naturally got very long faces. So why the long face? Well, it's because I'm a horse. So why the long faces is, is a, a, a well-known phrase. And it's the sort of thing you would expect a barman to say to a customer who looks sad. Why the long face? Can I get you a drink? You know, tell me about it. In this case, a horse walks into a bar. Barman says, why the long face? You, you need to know, you need to be familiar with the phrase, why the long face? And you need to be familiar with the fact that a barman would typically say that. 
Um, then a bear walks into a bar, and the key thing here is that there's a pause. Can I have a pint of beer and... <laughs> pause. And a packet of crisps. And the barman says, yes, you can, but why the big pause? Uh, big pause, well, you know, because there was a pause in the sentence, but also bears have big paws. The, the word for a, a bear's hands or a dog's hands, they're not, obviously they're not hands, we call them paws. Why the big pause? There's a double meaning there. Why did you stop talking for a, for a, for a long time? And why do you have large paws? Mm-hmm. And the th- last one, a Buddhist monk walks up to a hot dog vendor and says, make me one with everything. So that has got two meanings. Make me a hot dog with all the toppings. Make me one with everything. And make me one with everything. That means uh, uh, make me connected to the whole universe. Because that's what Buddhists try to achieve when they, when they are meditating. They try to achieve a state of nirvana, which is a state of oneness with the complete universe. Make me one with everything. Make me a hot dog with all the toppings. Okay, uh, great, great, really great, really hilarious, Luke. Thanks so much for introducing us to these hilarious jokes. Um, that's what you're thinking at this point. I've got loads more. I've got loads more stuff. I've got, you know, loads more. I've got lots of other jokes, jokes that uh, I remember from my childhood, but also jokes uh, that have been, you know, written by famous comedians. I've got some some uh, some more interviews to listen to um, uh, and and some jokes written by kids and uh, some other considerations. I've got so much more stuff, but I think we're going to leave it here. Um, so that's that's pretty much the end of this episode. Thanks so much for listening all to all the way to the end. I'm as usual, I'm very curious to know what you think about the subject and what I should do is, you know, come back to it and finish off my list and play you the other uh, interviews and recordings that I think that are interesting about this. But I don't want to make you overdose on jokes. So I think that's probably it for this short series. Three episodes is enough, isn't it? I would say at this point. We'll, we must come back to the subject again in the future. Um, don't forget to check out audibletrial.com where you can download a free audio book. If you haven't done it, check it out. It's, it's worth it. It is because you get a free book and, and also you can stick with the service and, you know, use all their other books as well. So check out audibletrial.com uh, forward slash teacher Luke. Um, and uh, of course, you can get all the in, all, all answers to your questions like, how do I do it? How do I cancel? Uh, are you sure they don't charge money? And who are Audible? How do you spell it? And what's the you are, you know, where do I click? Teacherluke.co.uk. Just check out the uh, the button in the menu that says uh, free audiobook offer and all of your questions will be answered. Okay, that's it for this episode. Leave me your comments, leave me your thoughts, share your jokes with the community of Luke's English Podcast uh, and uh, we can all have a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. Speak to you again very soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.